Fort Lauderdale Primary Purpose Big Book Studies Group Thursday Night Alcoholics and God Step Series. Now let us have our joke by Joey. Hello everyone, I'm Joey, Recovered Alcoholic. Hi Joey. So I got a joke for you all. All right. Um, a grasshopper walks into a bar and the bartender says, hey, we have a drink name after you. The grasshopper says, you have a drink named Kevin? I'm a recovered alcoholic. My name is Alex. Thanks for joining us tonight. In a minute, we're going to start a two-minute meditation. So please take a moment to get situated. Please turn off all devices that might make noise and will distract others. Take this time to get connected to God. Let the craziness of the day drift away. And ask God to help you stay focused on the step study tonight. Is everyone ready? If so, let's start the meditation.
Now we're going to have our fog light prayer. If you don't know it, just uh, follow along. God, God, let your love shine through me like a fog light so those who are lost, sick, and dying can find your love through me. There is a solution from the big book, page 17. The tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. We have a way out on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news the book carries to those who still suffer from alcoholism. I've asked Shay to read Appendix 2, Spiritual Experience. We read this because the main purpose of the 12 steps is to have one, so it's kind of important to know what one is. Hi, I'm Shay. I'm an alcoholic. The term spiritual experience and spiritual awakening are used many times in this book, which upon careful reading shows that the personality changes sufficient to bring about recovery from alcoholism has manifested itself among us in many different forms. Yet it is true that our first printing gave many readers the impression that these personality changes or religious experiences must be in the nature of sudden and spiritual upheavals. Happily for... Happily for everyone, this conclusion is erroneous. In the first few chapters, a number of sudden revolutionary changes are described. Though it was not our intention to create such an impression, many alcoholics have nevertheless concluded that in order to recover, they must acquire an immediate and overwhelming God consciousness, followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. Although our rapidly growing membership of thousands of alcoholics such Uh, of alcoholics such transformations though frequent are by no means the norm most of our experiences are what the uh, psychologist William James calls the educational variety because they develop slowly over a period of time um, quite often friends of the newcomers are aware of the difference long before he is himself he finally realizes that he has undergone a profound alteration in his reaction to life Uh, that such a change could hardly have been brought about by himself alone. What often takes place in a few months could seldom have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. With few exceptions, our members find that they have tapped an unsuspected inner resource which they presently identify with their own concept of a power greater than themselves. Most of us think that this awareness of a power greater than ourselves is, is the essence of spiritual experience or more religious members call it God consciousness. Most empathetically, we wish to say that any alcoholic capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can recover, provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. He can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. We find that no one need have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. This is a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation. Herbert Spencer, Alcoholics Anonymous, page 567-68. Please refrain from disturbing others by, you know, moving around a lot and doing weird stuff. Um, I don't know, just try to pretend like you're actually at a meeting, um, you know, not getting up, laying in bed, put a shirt on, attend it, and 
we have Doc tonight. He's on his sixth session. Um, very insightful and extremely knowledgeable as far as everything he speaks about. He does his homework for sure. And I don't know much about the traditions, like I've said, for the past four weeks. And uh, I can't wait to learn more about them. With that, I give you Doc. Thank you, thank you, Doc Alcoholic. And I thank God they wrote all of this down, you know. Because I'm already dealing with crazy alcoholics, right? Oh. See, it is me speaking. How about that? I've been tangled most of my life. <laughs> Getting untangled is an art form, man. <laughs> it's like I, my friends were always the ones that went to jail. You know, I was the one that would push the cops to the limit, and then they'd say, often, next word someone says, you're going to jail. And my buddies would go, but they're gone. And I'd go, okay, well, you know, call me. <laughs> Oh, that's what we talked about last week, right? Stirring up problems and then being the answer to them, the solution to them, you know? And uh, I'm so glad that not only do I have the big book, the 12 and 12, and a couple other suggested readings from the big book uh, to guide me, but I also have a conscious contact with God where he will go, whoa, 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 settle down, you know? Maybe you want to take a look to the left rather than to the right. You know, it's not, I think my, my, my God is less of a bully than a whole lot of people I know in this program, right? They're, they're going like, you know, do this, do that. That's it. But I got to say, we, we covered that in a tradition. Tradition three, right? Uh, tradition four is, a, 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 I should say, is uh, the meetings are autonomous. So if that's the meetings rules, Follow them or don't attend that meeting, right? But God seldom does that. God, for me, mostly goes, eh, you know. <laughs> you, might, you might fall off the bridge. God's a lot like, you know, the original Gene Wilder Willy Wonka. No, don't, please, you'll be killed, right? He's, he doesn't, like, jump on me and go, like, don't, don't. He just goes, eh, I wouldn't. Your whole life will be destroyed if you do that. But, you know, you're free to do what you want. Thanks, God. And then I go destroy my whole life. Because I have the power to decide. It's so great. What we've been doing is looking at the traditions uh, from a viewpoint of how do I apply them to my own personal life and existence, right? And the illustration I've given week after week has been Tradition 7, which we'll talk about next week. Right? Are are you financially independent? <laughs> right? Oh, what about that? And 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 Bill Wilson said himself, he says, you know, these are meant to be lived by. They are rules of living. Because uh he said, if you cannot live by these guidelines individually, how do you expect to do them as a group? Right? Imagine a whole lot of people um that have no respect for being financially independent, coming together to form an AA meeting, and then trying to apply that tradition to the group, but not to their own lives, right? 
And so now we get to a tricky one, which is, or, or, or here, let me give you another example that comes to mind. What about a group of people that believe themselves to be elitists? I'm not going to look at anybody in the room because they'll go, oh, he's talking about me. And I'm not. I'm thinking about any group of people that go like, you know, we have our little club and nobody else except our kind of people are allowed and uh, maybe, and now, now I have a tradition in AA that I'm in a group of these people that says, no, you have to allow anybody in. But, 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 you know, how, how difficult would that be? It would it'd be really difficult. Not only would it be difficult if I was uh, singly one of those people among a bunch of sane, rational AA members, um, imagine if I was supported by all the other members who had the same outlook, right? You know, we can't let those people in this meeting, right? It'll, it'll be, we can't let whatever it is. It doesn't have to be racism. It doesn't have to be gender-based. It, it, it could be, you know, financial strata, right? They're too rich to be in this meeting, right? They're too poor to be in this meeting. They're too rich. The, their, their, their opinion will change everything in this meeting. It'll change the dynamic. They don't understand. The way they got drunk is not the way we got drunk, right? Imagine trying to live the traditions if you didn't live them in your life. But then on the other side of that, imagine how fulfilling your life can be if you take traditions that were designed to keep a whole bunch of undisciplined people, undisciplined, intelligent, and very headstrong, stiff-necked people to live together in harmony... What, what, what it says is uh, brotherhood and harmony, right? And you apply those to your individual life so that you can live in harmony with any of those normies out there too, right? We were talking about driving up here about the insanity of people on their phones driving their car because it's weird. You used to go, oh, that person's drunk because you can see them start to weave into the other lane and then they come back. Then they start to weave here, and then they come back. And then, they, no, no, no. Now today, you just go, no, they're on their phone. And something about their mental capacity to concentrate, they stop concentrating on staying in the damn lines, and they just start visualizing who they're talking to, and pretty soon they're leaning too far this way, and they come back. It's crazy, right? And so do we lose our minds on the road? Yeah, of course we do. Right, And then we grow to learn not to because I don't care if it is some stereotypical bad driver. Fill in the blank with your own prejudices. <laughs> right? Whatever you want. Right? And you look at him and go, uh-huh, typical of that person. And then you go, oh my God. You know? What kind of jerk am I being in the real world? Right? If my sole purpose, soul, purpose only your your only purpose is to be best fitted to serve and, and by the way the book says real purpose i'm the one saying soul purpose is to be best fitted to serve god as you understand him and your fellow human beings around you the people about you you know how does how does that play out in the real world it doesn't it just makes me angry right? Over little tiny stuff. 
And there it takes me back into the big book. Because at that moment, I throw my peace out the window, right? I've been praying for peace. I've been meditating for peace. I've been going to meetings for peace. I've been doing service work for peace. And I finally get enough of the black umbrellas that are blocking God's grace out of the way. And I feel a little bit of God's peace in me. And then I'm driving and I just take it and throw it out the window because somebody's on their phone in front of me, right? Awesome. So, so, so now, if, I, if I'm using the, the traditions as part of the guidelines, I'm using the steps as guidelines to my sobriety and my spiritual condition to grow, and then I use the traditions to live by to help me interface in a loving manner with all other human beings, you know, to, quote, love my enemies, Right now, I've got something to work with. So, so we come on tradition six, an AA group, and we're going to break that apart and go. Okay, the AA group is you and 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 you. Right? We are the AA group. So I can separate that and say that you, as a member of the group, ought never endorse, nor put your money in finance, nor these are separate things. Right? Nor lend the name of AA right, to something, to any, not just controversial uh, uh, enterprises, but to any related facility or outside enterprise. Why? Lest, what a great word, by the way. I love that word. I use it as often as I can. Lest, you know, I'm going to name my next son Lest. (laughs) Lest. You come here, <laughs> lest you come here, lest problems, money, property, and prestige do what? Divert us from our primary purpose, from our real purpose in life, right? Now, we got a real purpose and we got a primary purpose, both being described in the books, right? Primary purpose we say at meetings when we say to stay sober and carry the message, right? And that, that really pretty much sums up step 12 to, to a degree. Right? But if we look, that's, that's, that's contained within our real purpose for being alive. Because right? you will not be able to carry a message and stay sober if you don't do the real purpose. And the other way around as well. Right? If you don't stay sober, you're not going to be serving God very well. Right? So they work hand in hand. But our real purpose on page 77, if we get diverted from serving God, from carrying this message, from being living examples... Of, of spiritual development. And that's what we are, right? We should be. I was bitching about that before the meeting. Went, Damn. You know, I like being an old timer because sometimes I can just go sit down, right? And then they go, uh, uh, okay. Right? They don't argue with you as much after you cross the 30-year <laughs> yard line, right? They don't argue with you as much. But it means you got to show a much better example than like, you know, four months. God, wouldn't that be great? I could just go and like, you know, stand on the coffee table and pee all over the room and go, oh, I wasn't supposed to do that? Sorry, newcomer. (laughs) (laughs) And I would say to my brother here that I can't be mad at a guy that does that with four months sober, right? You just go, (laughs) gee whiz. We're all so crazy, you know? We're just crazy. We got to help these people. You know, that's great. That's how we should be. So I get to step six and I go, how does this apply to me? Okay, I should never endorse finance or lend the AA name. Does that mean lend my name? 
Well, if AA is me, that would be me and you, or all of us as a group. Now, pragmatically, it's simple to understand. I can't open a business and call it the AA whatever business it is, right? And it says related facility. So that narrows it down quite a bit. But I still can't even open up the AA used car lot, you know? Alcoholics Anonymous used cars. Right? We give you guys a discount. Come on down. Right? It can be. <laughs> right? Answer my eyes, Larry. <laughs> my, my prices are so crazy. Come on down. For alcoholic, Alcoholics Anonymous Electronics. Come on down. Uh, uh, but, but, okay, I'll get to that. All right. However, however, it's obvious when we talk about related facilities like hospitals, treatment centers, detoxes, halfway houses, you know, all of those things. We, can't, we cannot say, this, you know, this is an AA thing. Now, here, here's the funny thing. If I'm not a member of AA, I can. I can go out and start as a non-member if I'm not a member of AA. And by the way, you can't kick me out for not following the traditions. Because <laughs> we have a tradition about that. So I can actually go out and start a business called Docs Alcoholic Anonymous Approved Treatment Center. Booyah! Right? I can do that. But we call that a, a Richard move, right? Figure that one out. I'm trying, I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to be decent. Right? It is. It's one of those moves. You don't do that. If I want to alienate myself from everybody at every meeting, that would be a good way to do it, right? So let's break it down. In science, what we do is we take a problem and we, we extreme it. And that makes it easier to examine. We can either make it so big that we can see the problem clearly, or we reduce it small enough to make a working model. All right, so let's look at this. Instead of, see, they had to write it this way so that there was a line. They, they said any. They can't say any controversial, right? Because then that's open to interpretation. But let's, let's make it big enough to see everything, right? Let's make it uh, every AA member, okay, and we're just, I'm just breaking this apart so we can see it better, should never endorse finance nor lend his name to any related facility or outside. Well, that's both, right? That's unrelated. Related or unrelated, right? Outside enterprise. Well, why not? Why can't I say docs use car? AA people do it all the time. Why shouldn't I? Well, it says because if you do, you run the risk of problems of self-satisfaction. What's that? Money. I'm getting excited just thinking of it. Property. Prestige. Those, those three things will make me drink in a heartbeat, man. Right? Getting them, the desire to get them, having them, and the fear of losing them. <laughs> Any of those things can, can, can put me in a spin so clearly that I will go drink. Right? Okay, so we're going to take the idea that maybe I shouldn't put my name on anything. All right. I, and, and I'm not saying you can't. My, my business has my name on it. And I had to do that because 
I'm in a, a business where I had big name recognition. So I, I needed to do that so my customers know where it is. I could change that, and, and, I'm, and I'm giving it a lot of thought. Um, so, so when I say this, is, this tradition to apply it to our lives, we look at, it's, again, it's not a law, right? We look at it to see why, what would change in my life if I didn't associate myself to any businesses, outside ventures, sports teams, whatever, clubs. You know, we have a skateboard group, and we call it Doc's, you know, Marauder, Marauders. I better pick a name I even know how to pronounce, you know, right? Is that a good idea? It doesn't say we can. It goes, why don't you look and see, are you opening yourself up to problems of money, property, or prestige? Oh, yeah. Now, dig this, okay? They already did it. They already did it. And I watched, I watched a film of Bill Wilson today talking about step six where he goes, yeah, we thought we were doing great. We opened it up and we gave the AA name to a bunch of related facilities. And we thought it was awesome. And then it started all falling in on itself, right? So here's why, here's why. Um, Keep in mind, under all of this is this shift from uh, God-dependent to self-dependent, right? Because that's what this tradition's talking about. Right? It's no longer God dependent. It becomes all about us, who we should promote, how we should promote it. And we'll get to that. That's why another tradition follows this one. Okay. So, you know, it goes we, on page 156 in the 12 and 12. We'd form groups of depressive and paranoid folk. The deeper the neurosis, the better we'd like it because we love to form groups right? That's why. We'll just form more groups of groups. We'll have groups of groups and we'll be able to handle it because it stood to reason, right? There it goes. Boom. I'm, I'm leaving God consciousness and going right into my own thinking, which was my biggest problem when I got sober, right? It was my sponsor gave me. I think I've mentioned it many times. My sponsor gave me that little pamphlet, AA pamphlet, you know, 16 questions. Are you an alcoholic? And he says, cross out drinking and write in thinking, you know, and, and see if that's your real problem. Do you often wake up <laughs> and begin thinking immediately? Yeah, <laughs> right? Do you, is, is it hard to go to bed at night because you continue thinking? Yes, right? Do you hide your thinking from others? Yes, <laughs> right? There's all sorts of, it, it's exactly the same thing for me. I'm not saying it is for everyone, but almost everyone I've shared that with goes, oh my God, once I quit drinking, my thinking is what's screwing me over because I'm constantly, and then we go into meditation, all that stuff, right? But right now, my, uh, the thought of this group of early AA in the mid forties, when this happened, they all start to reason and it goes from, it stood to reason to the capital R in, 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 uh, step two right? The God of reason, right? The capital reason with a capital R. It stood to reason because reason is what we base our lives on, right? Good, solid reasoning. I've forgotten all about God, and we're talking about something that God has no business in, finance. Stood to reason that if alcoholism could be licked by me, right? Right? It says here, we... we 
The very first sentence in this chapter, in the 12 and 12, the moment we saw that we had an, alcohol, had an answer for alcoholism, it was reasonable, right? Stood to reason. It was reasonable, so it seemed at the time, for us to feel. I've already said that we're backwards with feelings, right? We feel first. We think about it. No, we feel, we act, we think. Right? Normal people think about doing something, they act on it, and then they feel about what they did. Right? I think we should go to Orlando for vacation. Okay. They go. They go, wow. Afterwards, they go, that was a great vacation. Yeah. I think we should go home for Thanksgiving. And then we do, and then we go, oh, that was terrible. We shouldn't do that again. Right? But not us. Right? We feel... Why ask any alcoholic, why'd you do it? I felt like it, you know, uh, or why didn't you do it? I wasn't feeling it, man. I just don't feel it. Hey, do your steps. I'm not feeling that today, really, you know. I have a long way to go. I'm still growing. Shut the front door and do your steps, right? I feel like, I don't care how you feel, you know. Call Barry Manilow and tell him about your feelings because that's what screw us up. We should have feelings after we... But see, we think about stuff that'll kill us. I mean, craziness, not thinking about our actions, right? So we've got everything mixed up, and these guys were completely mixed up, right? It was reasonable for us to feel that we might have the answer to a lot of other things, right? That's all. It's like me, 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 me. I got the answer. I got it all, right? How many of us have not felt that way? And when we get sober, we go, you know what? I'm going to open an AA business. I'm not going to put AA on it. I'm just going to make it easy for you to get a car loan if you're a recovered alcoholic. Right? So I'll open the thing, and I'll put the little circle and triangle on my business card and hand it around all the time. Right? Or I'm going to start a carpet cleaning service, and I'll just hand my business card at everyone at every meeting. I'll promote my own business at the meetings. What's wrong with that? Well, it diverts us from our primary purpose. You know? And, and, and now I have to be the old timer that yells at the guy that does that to me. I got to take his card and go, don't do that at meetings. Right? <laughs> then they go, boy, I hate that doc guy. He's so overreactive. Right? Where does it say you shouldn't do that at meetings? Dude, I'm only trying to pretend. I would never actually do that to somebody. I'd pull him aside and go, dude, Aren't you afraid that money, property, prestige might divert you from your primary purpose? You are here to learn how to be fitted. You are being fitted at this meeting. You're like a firefighter ready to go out. You don't just send naked and afraid a fire person out to go fight a fire. Good luck. No, you put them in all sorts of equipment. And you train them in that equipment. And that's what these books are, right? Is it, we're sober when we get here. Right? I've said before, I've not met someone that stayed drunk through the steps and then they had a spiritual awakening as a result, as the result of these steps and went, oh, wow, I'm sober now. Thank you, steps. <laughs> it worked. No, God grants you sobriety so you can do the steps. It's really amazing. You get paid off before you even get here, 
Right? Amazing. I want to see where I am. Okay, good. Not too bad. It stood to reason that if, an, if alcoholism could be licked, so could any other problem. The big book on page 70 says that's true, by the way. Right? That's not a false statement. Let's see if I have... It's right after 69, isn't it? 70? Yeah. And what does it say here? Yeah, ta, 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 ta. That we are certain... Oh, here it is. Um, suppose we fall short of the chosen moralities, the ideal. Chosen moralities. And we stumble. I say I'm not going to steal, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to cheat. And then when I do that, does that mean we're going to get drunk? Some people tell us so. But this is only a half-truth. It depends on us and on our motives. <gasps> so now if I take that word motives and add it to Tradition 6 and go, why would you want to put your name on something, on anything, on any outside venture? Well, prestige. Right? That's one, Certainly. Money. That's why I did in my business. I need the money. I get better sales when I'm associated with my product. Right? But now I've been doing it long enough that I can break that off and call it whatever I want to call it, you know? If we are sorry for what we've done, because we're on page 70, and we have the honest desire to let God take us to better things, right? Sorry for what you did. This is tradition three, by the way. Have the honest desire to let God take us to better things. I mean, it's, it's not tradition three, but it's referenced in tradition three, right? Stand up, laugh, and go on to better things. We believe we will be forgiven. What a promise, right? What if I came in the door and I go, hey, you're a newcomer? And they said to me, Doc, I don't care what awful, crazy crap you did to yourself, to others, to those you loved, and to strangers. I don't care because we believe you will be forgiven. Right? Not only by God Almighty, the creator of everything you can imagine as you understand him, but also by all the people you wronged. Or at least... A, a, Enough that the people you wrong, you did, they don't care. It's, it's, it's level, right? You will be forgiven and will have learned our lesson. Oh. If we are not sorry, our contact and our conduct continues to harm others. How many people do we know that in the program, right? <laughs> they keep doing harmful things. Yeah, well, did you drink today? No, well, that's good. <laughs> The book says we think, you say that, we think a man is unfeeling. If he says sobriety is enough. Unfeeling, not unthinking. If we are not sorry and our conduct continues to harm others, we are quite sure to drink. Well, why would I be bringing this up in Tradition 6? Well, when I have put my, uh, when, when I'm dealing with money, property, and prestige, Self-preservation starts stepping in, and my motives switch pretty drastically sometimes. Sometimes I decide I need to step on this person to get to where I need to go or to end the problem. This guy is, is coming after my business in a, in a sideways attack, and I need to destroy him. 
It's just good business, right? Yeah, but, but see, I got, I got to stand up and be an example to newcomers of what, you know, at 30 years sober, you should have some freaking spirituality, man. You know, I, can't, I can't just go, well, you know, I'm sober, sober today. Oh, sorry. I'm still growing. I'm a work in progress. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, what a bunch of crap that is. We'll be quite sure to drink. Right? We're trying to build better relationships with, with other people. It occurred to us, back on page 156 in 12 and 12, Right the, on, on page seventy six, by the way, it says, "Is that and that's in the twelve and twelve?" Page seventy six in the sixth step, I think, is what seventy six is, isn't it? Yeah, step seven. Sorry, it says, uh, um, "It is really saying to us, step seven. The whole emphasis of step seven is on humility." Ooh, what if we apply humility to tradition six? It is really saying to us that we now ought to be willing to try humility in seeking the removal of our other shortcomings just as we did when we admitted that we were powerless over alcohol and came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to humility if that de- if that degree uh, to sanity if that degree of humility could enable us to find the grace it's free by which such a deadly obsession could be banished, then there must be hope of the same result respecting any other problem we could possibly have. So it's true here, right? We do have an answer to all the other problems. So it says, why shouldn't I go around and tell everybody about this? Right? And it's because it says, we, most alcoholics are bankrupt idealists. Right? Perfect or nothing. <laughs> and that's what it says. It says, it says uh, nearly every one of us had wished to do a great job, perform great deeds, and embody great ideals, right? Moral, moral guidelines. We are perfectionists. People take that as, as a compliment. You're a perfectionist. It's not a compliment. It's an insult. You're a perfectionist. Right. That means your way is better than God's way, no matter what. You will keep erasing a paper till you rub through the paper if it doesn't come off to your, right? You put ink on it, and on a paper, and you try to erase it, and it gets down about 85% gone. You go, I want it white, clean paper. You will rub, you perfectionists, we alcoholics, will rub a hole in that paper. There, gone. Erased. Most alcoholics. We are all perfectionists who, failing perfection, which by the way is inachievable, unachievable, unachievable, unachievable by human beings. Failing perfection, we have gone to the other extreme. (gasps) Right? When we can't do something perfect, we have the efforts. Real fast. And what did we do before we got sober? Failing perfection. We've gone to the other extreme and settled for the bottle and the blackout. We will get drunk. Providence. 
through AA, that's God reaching in and changing my whole life, has brought us within reach of our highest expectations. And then it comes here. So why shouldn't we share our way of life with everyone? We should. To example. Right? And now, what if, what if the people in my business say, which they have many times over the years, over 40 years of doing this business, you know, 10 of it being loaded. But they have said, hey, we sent money and didn't get our thing. And, well, yeah, you did. Well, I didn't follow up on it. Or I have, I have a customer complaint and, and I didn't follow up, right? Because I'm a very undisciplined man. Like the book says, we're undisciplined. We let God discipline us. When I get, when I get disciplined in my life, it's because God, I allowed God to do it, not because I toughened up, stiffened up, and, and made myself be that way. It's not. I have to get weaker. I have to decrease so he can increase. So therefore, I can then be disciplined by the God of my understanding. And so these people go, I'm very disappointed with this this guy and his customer service. And then let's say one of those guys gets drunk and somebody goes, hey, you know, Doc is, is a member of AA. Why don't you give him a call and let him know because you don't know any other recovered alcoholics. And that guy goes, I'd never call him. I sent him 25 bucks and I never got my thing. He's a crook. Right? My name's on that. My example is not an AA example out there in the real world. One out of a hundred thousand exchanges, and it's going to be the one that God picks, right? Now, luckily, God will put somebody else in his life if that's supposed to be the way it is. But I'm supposed to be living toward perfection, right? Growing toward the light, not just randomly. So my putting my personal name behind anything can put a bad example. Now, dig this. What if I am the man that rides into town on the pale horse and I decide to share my life with everyone? Right? What if I decide to fix everything? Right? There's, there's I don't know where it says. But anyway, you come in there and you're fixing everything and everything's great and it's beautiful and... Uh, what if, if I'm going to follow Tradition 6 personally, right, beyond what it suggests for the group, if I can take that and actually apply it to my life, and I ride into town and nobody knows me, but I have the answers to so many other problems, what would be the best way? Let's, let's, let's turn it into a dilemma because we like that in Alcoholics Anonymous. We like black and white. <coughs> Pardon me. Should I... Right into town, set up my, uh, my headquarters, ring the bell, you know, broadcast to everyone, headline, front, front page of the paper, I'll be opening the door tomorrow, answer to all your problems, Doc, come see Doc, miracle man, answer to all your problems. All right, I'll get some people, then I'll get some people that aren't happy. Then before long, I will have townspeople with torches and pitchforks, right, coming after me. But I've got the answer. I honest to God have the answer. The answer that I've gleaned from these books and this experience. 
Why would they storm me? Now, the other side is, what if I came in quietly? And nobody even really knew who I was. And through example, I started showing better and better living skills. And I allowed God to amplify it to each individual person. So that God would lead me to the person where his experience and my being there will click together like a jigsaw puzzle rather than me pounding everything together, right? When I come into town and then I leave and they go, the town's a better place. And who was that mass man? Thank you, mass man. Thank you, mass man. Yeah, damn it, I like that. Thank you, mass man. Lenny Bruce, thank you very much. It says this. It says, we got bogged down with this because, quote, you cannot put an AA group, so we're going to break that into an alcoholic, into business. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be in your own business. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be working. Of course you do. The next, next tradition is going to really stress that. But it says we can't, we can't do this as, a, as an AA example and come in beating the drum and pounding everything. We need to be much more subtle in life all the way around. Yeah, but I got to get my carpet cleaning business off the ground. Ask God. Ask God, pray, listen, meditate, speak to other elders in your AA group and find out what God would like you to do. Then try things and fail and then get up like tradition three said, right? Tradition four, you dust yourself off, go on to better things. It says this, you cannot put an AA group you into business. Why? Too many busybody cooks spoil the broth. Too many control freaks get in there and go, we got to do this. You got to wear a mask. No, you don't have to wear a mask. You have to spray things down. No, you don't have to spray things down. You can be there in person. No, you can't be there in person. You have to be six feet away. No, it has to be 12 feet. No, it doesn't have to be anything. God almighty. That's just going on this afternoon, (laughs) right? In hundreds of AA meetings around the nation. But if it's just me, who are the busybody cooks? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> monkey mind we used to call it the itty bitty shitty committee right back in the back in the 90s <laughs> the 1890s AA groups AA members of groups alcoholics had their fling at education when they began to publicly whoop up boom 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 publicly whoop up the merits of this or that brand People became confused, right? And it, it's great. I could bring a, a newcomer up here that I've spent uh, uh, most of your sobriety I've been around, right? Yeah, the whole time. That's awesome. Because, yeah, you got sober after I came up here to Broward to start doing the step series in the church. And I just never left. Like, like Monty Woolley. Look that one up. Monty Woolley. The guest who wouldn't leave, right? <laughs> but if I asked you, if I said, uh, it, it, do you think I have a clear, and you don't have to answer this, do you think I have a clear purpose in life? I would hope you would say, yeah. I think your clear purpose is to help other alcoholics, to separate them from death and sometimes misery. And we may talk about peripheral things, 
You know, how we're amused at the news. And that's the way the news goes. Right? Which is just funny. Or the plight of the homeless we see as we drive by. And maybe something on this side. Now, there's a good example. I want It's been really crappy up here in, 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 in we're in uh, Fort Lauderdale, right? Really crappy because it's been raining for a week. So bad that they canceled the, the SpaceX, which is first astronauts, American astronauts in space in nine years. Russians have been going every other week, you know, but we don't say that. We're, that's an outside issue. But anyway, it's been so bad that all these poor homeless people are, are forced, out of their, forced out of their spots, you know, because everything's flooded and wet. And we're seeing them all wandering around. It's so sad. Now, politically, I have all sorts of views about that. But the, it, it's not even a view. I have observations, and then I have to, I wouldn't say it's politically. I would say personally. That's better. Personally, I have views on what I, I can and can't do. Right? And what I should and shouldn't do. And I'll let God guide me as to whether I help homeless people and cause the problem to be worse by helping it uh, or not help them and allow the problem to grow worse. Right? I don't know. I need to consult God and to consult elders around me and to hear other opinions from human beings and to talk to God. And then I'll go do what I need to do. But I won't and just, just for the record, what I'm talking about is, uh, you know, like uh, toiletry bags. Those are, it's illegal for me to hand out stuff to homeless people, by the way. But if I had little bags of toothpaste, toothbrush, soap, uh, 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 wet wipes, you know, antiperspirant in travel sizes and handed those out, that's a lifesaver, man, when you're living in a tent and it's been raining, you know. It's just a human thing to do. All right, well, maybe God doesn't want me to do that. But I'll tell you what, if I do it, I'm not going to go around handing out my business card while I do it, right? I'm not going to go business to business to get corporate funding to do it. Hi, I'm Doc. I, I need your restaurant to fund me to go help homeless people, okay? And you can put it in the paper. And do it. See, because once I do that, that's, that has nothing related to AA, right? Well, it does because those people are mostly alcoholics and mentally ill like us. Right? Don't fool yourself if you don't think you're mentally ill. You are. Right? Disease focused in the mind. It's mentally ill right there. So it, that's what our doctor's opinion says, right? But, but do you see the problem that happens when now all of a sudden, uh, two weeks later, a bunch of anti-feed-the-homeless people come and prove that um, because I do that, more homeless people have moved to that area to get my little bags of help, and that has decreased the business and surrounding restaurants, and therefore I'm being sued because, right? And then they go, and by the way, this fellow doc has 30 years sobriety in Alcoholics Anonymous. And the news, they don't give a flying fig. They say what they want. And then people go, see, I told you, that AA group, they're, 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 they're a cult, right? I can't lend my name to stuff. I've got to do things quietly. What does the 12th tradition say? And then we'll leave it. We'll leave it. Right? I'm almost done here, right? Oh, 807. I still got Good. Well, then I won't jump there. 
It says, at first glance, on page 158, Tradition 6, at first glance, it did look like a good thing. Right? And they're talking about lending their name to an educational program, which was like, it wasn't, it wasn't Anheuser-Busch. I don't know who it was. I think it was a whiskey company. But Anheuser-Busch does, you know, drink responsibly. Right? Let's hire this guy with 30 years in AA to be our spokesperson. There's God. Right? I'll get up and go, hi, I'm Doc. I have 30 years sobriety in AA. And I can tell you, drinking is just fine if you drink responsibly. Right? What does that do? We, don't have, we have no idea what that may or may not do. But here's what happens. I have to look at Doc's motive. What is Doc's motives? Money? Yeah. You know, property, prestige, yeah. What kind of damage could I do? At the very least, I run the risk of drinking. Why? Because those three things will get me drunk. I want, it's not that I should avoid money or prestige or property, but they have to be, mut, it says divert us from our primary purpose. They have to be secondary at least. And at first glance, it'll often look like a good idea to go do something. And put my name on it. Then doubt crept in, it said. Doesn't mean you can't be hired as an AA member because you have experience. Anheuser-Busch could hire me today and go, look, as an alcoholic, what do you think? I could be an alcoholic consultant all I want. I can move to LA and be a professional life coach if I want. (laughs) If I want to end up like Bojack Horseman, (laughs) rich, drunk, and depressed. (laughs) Being rich ain't so fun if you're drunk. I know, I've sponsored a lot of rich drunks. And then it says we confuse people. Uh, Who's a Greek, uh, uh, who's, who's educated in Greek mythology? Are you, Chris? Dionysus, is that who has the lantern who went out to find an honest man? Oh, well, that would be uh, cool if it were both. Anyway, there was a Greek, right? He went out to find an honest man, and he's still wandering in the dark with his lantern. And that's what what Bill mentions that he says, uh, of course I can't take, she said, it says he, but it was a she. Bill said it was a she. Of course I can't take this job. You know, uh, the ink wouldn't be dry on the first ad before an awful shriek would go up from the dry camp, from the non-drinkers who say, you cannot drink at all. Not, not, not alcoholics, those who want to be against alcohol as a sin. Then they'd go up screaming. They'd be out with their lanterns looking for an honest AA. It means they would immediately think we're all liars. To plump for their brand of education. I need to find, if this guy's speaking for Anheuser-Busch, we need to have him speaking for us. If this guy's speaking for the Democratic Party, we need to have ours for the Republican Party or the Independent Party. Or, you know, I think we should have about six, like, who was, who was the guy that ran in England, right? Lord God, what was his name? The big Buckethead. Sir Lord Buckethead. He ran and he got a lot of votes, too. He's awesome. Wore a great big black bucket. <laughs> and ran for parliament, right? It says, though, nevertheless, we pointed out, you still have a legal right to take this job. You still have the right to do anything you want. None of this book 
is a law. I mean, they're written in stone, the steps that aren't behind me. (laughs) They're written in stone. And if you don't do them, you run the risk of never being happy, joyous, and free, and certainly uh, the risk of being drunk again at any moment. But you're allowed to do whatever you want. Um, On page 102 of the big book, it has a beautiful little saying. It says... um, Do not think of what you'll get out of the occasion, okay? And let's make the occasion a meeting. Because how many times do you hear that? Did you go to that meeting last night? Eh, I went, but I didn't get much out of it. God, I hear that so often. I didn't get much out of it. Do you go to so-and-so's meeting? Eh, I'm not feeling it. (laughs) I don't get much out of it. Well, the book says, do not think of what you'll get out of the occasion. Think of what you can bring to it. That's why I go to meetings. I'm not looking for a sudden new explanation of a step where I go, oh my God, I never heard that before. I'm so glad I came to this meeting. I'm glad I go to hear each individual person. I go because I feel God's presence in a room with two or more people who are in accordance with each other, in agreement, and I feel God's presence. And I go so that people who would stab a guy with a shank a week ago without remorse come up to me and act like a a, a 12-year-old in trouble going, I don't suppose you'd want to sponsor a guy, or you probably don't sponsor anybody anymore, do you? And I just, right? They won't just come up and go, Hi, would you sponsor me? These are the same brutal mamma jammas, you know, that were put in solitary two months ago, and now they're like, just embarrassed to ask for help. I love that. That's why I go, because God sends me the craziest dudes. Oh, Right? You can't keep it if you don't give it away. And you give it away for fun and for free. You can read one of the oldest spiritual books. is the book of Job. It is arguably written in the Bronze Age right as the Iron Age comes into being. Around 2500 BC. And that talks about giving it away for fun and for free. Your desire to make money, property, prestige... Is what is is the danger that diverts us from page seventy-seven? Our real purpose. You know, if you look in the big book on page seventy, it, it seems to be talking about sex morals. But that reminds me right there that that I'm not a monk. You know, I live in the real world. I have all sorts of spiritual problems in real life. And I need guidelines that say, here's, here's a guideline for life. Don't do this. You're better if you do this. Lest. Don't do this. Lest you fall into this trap. Right? I am so grateful for this stuff. I am so absolutely grateful that God leads me here. He keeps me here. And he shows me how to be um, what the sixth step said. You know, a man who is who is entitled to be called someone who's growing in the image and likeness, who's sincerely growing in the image and likeness of his own creator. What a, there's a compliment. 
And that's, that's what I'm proud to be part of. I'm proud to have this disease. I'm proud to be given the calling to go out and, and separate those from death and misery. And I'll see you next week, Doc Alcoholic. Thank you, Doc. All right, and uh, now we have Chris coming to do our secretary's report. Hi, my name is Chris, and I'm your recovered alcoholic secretary. In keeping with the seventh tradition, which states that every group shall be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions, the baskets are not going around, but feel free to contribute to your local inner group. <clears throat> Tony, I wonder if you'd be willing to come up and read the recovered statement. We read this to explain why many people in this group identify as recovered rather than recovering, and what exactly it means to be a recovered alcoholic. Tony. I'm Tony. I'm an alcoholic. <clears throat> we are not cured of alcoholism, recovered, but not cured. That presents a conflict to some alcoholics. If we were cured, we would be able to drink responsibly. No, we are not cured. The allergic reaction to alcohol will remain with us for our lifetime. But we have been restored to sanity. That was the problem. The main problem of the alcoholic centers in the mind rather than the body. We are now sane where alcohol is concerned. Consequently, we have recovered. 1940s style big book sponsorship from the forward to the second edition of Alcoholics Anonymous. Of alcoholics who came to AA and really tried, 50% got sober at once and remained that way, 25% sobered up after some relapses, and among the remainder, those who stayed on with AA showed improvement. What we've seen, felt, come to believe, and experience is that God has not changed over time and neither should the sacred approach back to his loving arms. The statistics above suggest a 75% success rate. Could I have a show of hands in the Zoom or the Facebook meeting of recovered alcoholics? Go ahead and wave or raise your hand. And in your, if you're in the real flesh and bone meeting, why don't you do that too? And anybody in, yeah, if you're a recovered alcoholic. Anyone in need of a sponsor? Go after one of those people that just raised their hand. There you go. Uh, yes, then let's get those folks back to God that are not recovered. Is it the last meeting of the month? It is. Okay, do we have any celebrants? Anybody celebrating any years of sobriety in the month of May? I am ce am celebrating three years on May 1st. So thank you. Thanks, God. Tommy, May 1st. Thank you, God. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Uh, please join us on Monday nights when the big book comes alive. It's a big book study. And the fellowship starts at 6.30. Big book study starts at 7.15. There's CDs, mugs, large print big books, little red books, big book dictionaries for sale. We meet here every Thursday starting promptly at 7.15. And also on Wednesday, I want to just give you some announcements. Wednesday at Little River, there's a flesh and bones meeting, uh, which is a good meeting to go to. It's a meditation meeting, and Doc is doing it, our friend and colleague, Doc. Um, and it was excellent last night. It was the inaugural meeting. He talked for, for a while about meditation and about the book, and then, he, then we meditated. It was a guided meditation. It was really cool. So I would encourage you to go to Little River 
And also it's on Zoom. If you don't want to go to Little River, you don't have to. You can stay distanced socially. Uh, so please be uh, here next Thursday and ready to begin at the Road to Recovery saxophone solo. See you next week. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. All right, I'd like to invite everybody to the Monday Night Big Book Study. And those who wish to thank tonight's speaker, please leave a comment in the comment section. Um, let us close with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, and we see you next week. Thirsty bodies aching. I am desperately in need of restoration. Yeah, and I am ready for you to take me higher. Yeah, the only thing that I can do is. I'm praying Cause on my own I just can't get you right It doesn't matter How hard I try But with you I become a much stronger man Getting on my knees Puts me back on my feet again Load is heavy Too much to kill me These possessions that I have amount to nothing at all.
Chase, here's that song you've been asking me for for a million years. I finally pulled it out the pulled it out the corners of my mind, and um, here you go. Each way flies blue 
coming all the time right outside my door like never before I had to change everything to realize that today is the best day of my life Cause this broken song is. God bless. I love you, Mike Chase. Bye.
Just won't set me free. Well, clap your hands if you believe me, too. 